Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in. Oh, brother. I miss the days where you used to count it it down. I could do that again one day. What? When I earn it? In due time. (laughs) In due time. Season has to be right. Okay. Well, how are you doing on this rainy, rainy eve? Doing great. Really? Yeah. How are you? Fine. Yeah, fine. I mean, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm waning. The energy is waning slightly. You know, I don't really care for when people say they're tired. I'm always, it's kind of one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> but I'm waning. But also, I'm very jazzed, Megan. It's past your bedtime. I'm jazzed. I'm super jazzed. Why, Why are you jazzed? I just, I've got, you know, a bee in my bonnet about my New Year's resolution, which is to ride coast to coast to England. I'm super jazzed about it. I'm jazzed for you. You should be because you're doing it with me. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you have no no other choice. Yeah, that's fine. We're going to do it. Yep. I'm so excited. Part of me did not want to say anything on the podcast because if it doesn't work out, I don't want to really feel responsible to the listeners. Yeah, you really did just kind of solidify that. It's, you know it what? has to happen now. We're doing it. Okay, good. Yeah, we, we already said yes. Yep. I mean, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I am I am emotionally drained physically, emotionally, socially. In other ways, there were lots of kids over at my house this week. Mm-hmm. It was exhausting. I'm just tired of talking, tired of managing. But you know what? I've got other things on the radar that are very exciting. Kind of light your fire, keep you excited for something. Yes, please. Go. No, I Oh what? That, oh, the the oh, trip. Oh. That's what the trip is going. Yes. That's gonna make me excited. <laughs> yes, I'm so very sorry excited. I got you excited. No, I was like, there. wait, is there something else? Well, here, here. Oh. Maybe maybe this will get you okay, excited. Go. Okay. If the listeners yeah. listened to last week's episode, you heard my family's travel drama Whew. over the Christmas holiday. It was a doozy. A couple days ago, we received an email from Southwest. Did you hear how they're making retribution, how they're like making it right for all the people? Pourquoi? What? So Southwest is apologizing to everyone who was on a canceled flight by gifting each person 25,000 Sky Miles. No way. And there are six of us in our family. (gasps) Holy moly. And we can use them on anyone or anything. It's <gasps> it's not just tied to our names, which is amazing. So. By the beard of Zeus. They're uh, going to Mexico. No, however, I am very conflicted. Why? Because why would anyone want to test the Southwest Airline waters again? And does this company think they can just throw money at their customers, throw sky miles out and make us forget what a living nightmare that ordeal was? Clearly they think they can. I know. And they're yes. kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're right. They are right You're because I've those. already been looking at flights. Use them. Seeing, can we use the Southwest credit to at least get us to... Wait, is there a direct flight? There's a direct flight to England from Salt Lake City, right? Presumably not uh, yes. on Southwest. Wait, I was like, wait, what are you asking? Southwest, absolutely not. <laughs> From Delta, yeah, for yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that just means that that Southwest credit will be need will need to be used toward other trips that need to be I, planned. I think the Southwest goes to um, Mexico. I believe you're right. I think they go to Mexico. They for sure go to Florida. Like they they go a handful of places. But Megan, man, you have got. You, you've got to go. You have got to use that. Yeah, we will. And when they, you know, lost all of our luggage, they never, I hate saying that because they didn't lose it. But, you know, there was just a weird delay in getting luggage anywhere. Uh-huh. And when we finally got it, they gave us another $400 credit 
and wow. just <gasps> so they want your business. I I am bookmarking flights Good. and keeping an well. eye on fares. And as you so honestly have labeled me before. I am the perfect consumer. You are okay. Here I am. <laughs> you know what, Megan? Welcome to the club. Be proud. Wear that name tag proud. I mean, wear that brand new shirt label proud. <laughs> we we are the perfect consumers, but we are smart consumers. Mm. Someone the other day was like, "I love this outfit. You should buy it." And I said, "Oh, I never buy anything full price. You do not. Never. You're very good about that. I I can't even." I can't even think of a single time when I'd buy something full price. So yeah, just keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Use these vouchers and you go. I'm looking at the map right now. They go to Hawaii. Oh. They go to, what country is that? Guatemala, uh, Costa Rica. Megan, they go to Costa Rica. <laughs> Not even close. I was going to say Guatemala. I was like, they go to Guatemala. That's bizarre. Oh, that's you could funny. go. There's lots of places. Aruba. Don't go there. That doesn't have a good history. <laughs> what? Aruba. Why? I feel like people are always getting kidnapped. What's wrong with Aruba? <laughs> I feel like people always get kidnapped there. What? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking Haven't about? Have you heard this? No. That's why they never go there on The Bachelor, because people get kidnapped. <laughs> How do you know I'm this? I'm serious. <laughs> I watch the news. I'm very informed. Clearly. Now listen, go, you're going to take Guatemala it and you're going to go. looks like Costa Rica. It's practically the same place. <laughs> listen, you're going to go because also you just need to travel in off season because our kids have kind of unusual school schedules. Mm-hmm. Just go on an off season. You and your flight will not get canceled. Well, listeners, I am open to all suggestions. Mm-hmm. Kid trips, Cuba. No kid trips. We're not. Wait, Why? you can fly to Cuba? Yes, and I know on people Southwest. who have been. Yes, I know oh, people who I have would been to Cuba. Love to go to Cuba. Yeah, I know people who've been oh. there and and they've had a great time. Who knew? Turks and Caicos. Mm, that sounds delightful. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I just want to put that bug in your ear. Well, it was already there, but. You're going to go and it's going to be you. so fun. You're going to have a great time. Thank you. So yeah, maybe, maybe it was all worth it. Maybe. I, have, as, I mean, it's just hard to get over the trauma, but this makes it a little better, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It I think I also have just some, a little bit. Never mind my, I also have some airline miles I need to put to good use. Do you? Yeah. Where are you going to go? I don't know. I have no idea. But anyways, fun, fun, fun. I love that. Anything else to report from this week? Nope. No? Okay. Can't wait to see that sunshine again. It has been a weird, weird weather pattern here. Meteorologist oh, Amanda's I love back. love meteorologist Amanda's here. <laughs> We're back in the CE, guys. Listen, it's been blizzard, rain, blizzard, rain. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but this actually makes the avalanche danger quite high for the state of Utah. I've been hearing this. Yeah, because yeah. it goes powder, ice. The ice packs down the powder, gets too heavy, a little sliding action. Oh. Down we have avalanche. So. I like the hand motions. I'm really sad that no one can see the hand motions. I go with so, that. It makes no, so much more sense. We can do a live of this demonstration later if you like. But it's just been over and over. So yeah. frankly, Megan, I wanted to go on a long run tomorrow but through the canyon. Yeah. But then I nixed that idea because I realized, well, canyons, avalanches, <sighs> I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to save Megan's life if There's we're running down be a an canyon. avalanche in that canyon. Famous last words. Anyways, <gasps> that's why we're. That's why we won't be running tomorrow. That's the end. <laughs> Get that idea out of your brain. We're not going. Avalanches. Didn't you see the sliding snow action in my hands? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, right. let's let's all spare right, these right. listeners. Spare them. Okay. Okay. So first, thank you to all those who tuned in on this week's live episode. That was fun. I was surprised by how fun it was. Were you? Yeah. I, I was. I thought I was. What did you be think it was gonna? Oh. I thought it was just gonna be all intimidation. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It, it was. It was delightfully 
Delightful. Well, I was shocked how well we pulled it together, frankly. <laughs> Megan, that's only how we do. <laughs> I guess. I'm surprised every time. <laughs> you think I'd learn by now that it's going to be, we're going to pull fine. it together. It's going to be it's fine. fine. It was great. And it went by so fast. Yeah. I was shocked Ooh, how. Probably not for the listeners. You're like, no. oh, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Okay. But we've said it multiple times and we'll keep saying it. Without you wonderful listeners submitting your stories, sharing your thoughts, we would not have this here podcast. Yeah. I would not be shocked if there's another live on the horizon soon. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. It'd be fun. We're definitely going to do a live episode when we are when? biking in the UK. Oh. For sure. But well, we won't have our microphones. We're bringing those too? That's a great point. <laughs> Wear them on our backs. <laughs> Strap them on. The Here, pl- honey, hold this. <laughs> I have to ride right next Don't make to- me crash. You're too close. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, oh, no. goodness. That sounds like a terrible it's idea. Terrible, but not that we'll do something live while we're fun. on our bikes. Yeah, it'll be fun. Well, today we have a really fun topic called, I wonder how they dot, dot, dot. What's funny is when my husband asked what the topic was for tonight, and I said that to him, he said, well, I, w- I wonder how they what? And I was like, no, that's the topic. I wonder how they dot, dot, dot. And he's like, what are you trying to say? And I was like, enough. <laughs> Just listen to the episode later. <laughs> Swear, man. Born yesterday. It was on first. I know. Okay. So, and we, we want to talk about this because like as parents, don't you all just like wonder how they do certain things? And I mean, they generally, like the general parenting or not, sometimes not even parents, sometimes just no, couples, just, just yeah. people. Yeah. How do they do that? And I used to wonder this before social media, but now with social media, oh boy, I wonder even more because basically we're getting a window right into their lives. Right. So- A very carefully curated- Yes. Window yes. glimpse. Mm-hmm. Unless- unless you're following us, in which case it might be too real. You might want to filter on that for sure. A lot less curating going on. Yes, true. Now, so let's get into it. We asked the listeners to fill in the blank. I wonder how they dot, 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 dot. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first one says, I wonder how they get kids to bed when they all share one room. Three boys, seven and under, send help. We're breaking out the big guns. We're starting strong. Here we go. We received lots of bedtime questions. Uh And one fellow listener suggested that you get the kids into a routine where they all go to sleep together. And if the older one wants to read or something until they fall asleep, be flexible. I mean, just get them a nightlight or not a a reading light. Reading light. Get get them a reading light. My oldest, my older son will often stay in bed reading later than my youngest now because he has a reading light. And that hasn't been a problem for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We had three kids sleeping in a room just for a few months before we moved to Utah. Mm -hmm. But historically, all my kids have shared a room. Your kids all share a room. Yep. And I think it'll be that way always for us. Here's a few observations I have as a non-expert parent, okay? Oh, I can't wait. Here we go. I think that they learn to be hard sleepers. Is that the right term? Uh, not like heavy, like heavy, heavy sleepers. Heavy. They sleep mm. through noises, all the things. Thank you. Heavy sleepers. That's the better way to say it. Um, my older kids fell asleep to, you know, the sounds of New York City. So How soothing. Screams, you know, <laughs> trash bins, rats. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ours was Boston, so it was construction vehicles. Oh, yes. Const- and sirens. Yes, sirens. sirens. All mm-hmm. the sirens. Mm-hmm. So my older kids are pretty good sleepers because of that. And I also think that, 
you know, when, when they're asleep with other kids, they just learn to deal with crying or kids talking or being annoying. Mm-hmm. They tend to sleep through it, which I think is pretty impressive. When my three-year-old wakes up, my six-year-old typically stays asleep. Yeah. Well, do you ever think we maybe don't give kids enough credit for how hard they sleep? Uh, thank you. That yes. We tiptoe around them and then, yes. they, oh, they didn't wake up for that. Yes, that's correct. Mm. Oh. Yeah. But we've been in situations where all four of our kids have had to share a room on trips and things. Uh-huh. Wait, and- wait, wait. Pause oh. for a moment. What? With the exception of when we went to Legoland, I thought that you really liked your kids to have separate rooms. Have I, you do I do, but it's not always possible. Ah, okay. When we yeah. were in the hotel for the night in Denver the other week. <gasps> Uh-huh. All six of us got to share a room. Uh-huh. Now, we didn't sleep very long. I think we slept from 10.30 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. Oh, so my stars. There wasn't a lot of sleeping going on anyway. But, yes, we have all shared rooms. And my four kids have had to share rooms when we have also traveled in other places. In fact, they almost mm. always share their own hotel room. Okay. Because it's it's sometimes hard to fit six people in a hotel room, especially okay. as your kids get older. Uh, true. So we do the adjoining rooms a lot. Okay. So that means all of our kids are in one room, we're in the other. Anyway, okay. I digress. No, no, the, I, I asked. Yeah. I want to know. Well, for six months, at one point in time, living here in Utah, my three oldest shared a room. It was not too long I after we moved I remember that, here. but okay. Uh, they, didn't do it for very, <laughs> they didn't do it for very long. Maybe six months. Okay. But staggered bedtimes became our saving grace. And one listener chimed in saying, we do staggered bedtimes. The three-year-old goes to sleep at 7.45, the five-year-old around 8 or 8.15, and the seven-year-old around 8.30. And you don't have to stick to those times, but that Uh kind of gives you a ballpark, right? Mm -hmm. But this listener goes on to say, they also have a fan and a sound machine, and we don't have a problem with them waking each other up. But at staggered bedtimes, that is the way to do it. And that's what we would have to do. We'd have to put my oldest daughter to sleep Mm. first, We'd have to wait till she'd fall asleep, and then we could put our boys to bed. Mm. That is so funny. That has never even occurred to me to do staggered bedtimes, but that makes total sense. That makes total sense. You haven't needed to. If you don't need to, then it's fine. But when we would try to put all three of our older kids to sleep at those ages, it was a disaster. Really? Yeah, it was awful. Well, staggered. For this listener, there's two really good suggestions, either... Let your older kid lay in bed with a book or something like that or stagger the, stagger the schedule. Yeah, for I sure. I think those are really reasonable things. With that, all that being said, I was just a little curious, like if I was the minority with kids sharing rooms. So I did a quick Google, mm-hmm. light Google, and I found an, an interview with 1,200 parents, okay? Okay. Mm. 70% of those people have their kids sharing a room. Really? Okay? Which I thought was unusually high. How does that feel to you? It feels right. Yeah, okay. okay. But yeah, that d- does feel high because yeah. I know families with three or four kids uh-huh. who purposefully buy homes so that right. each one of their kids can have their own room. So yeah, right. that does surprise me. Right. Maybe it's also where we live. Mm. It's possible for people to have kids with their own rooms. But like in New York, I don't know any kid with their own room. Right. So like, Same with Boston. Maybe it's yeah. just the city. Yeah. Um, but apparently kids who sleep in their own room get one hour more of sleep, which- Really? Yes. Is that interesting? I mean, I I don't know how I feel about that. I wonder but how. I don't know. Maybe just because it's quieter and the door can be shut. I don't know. Yes. But the last thing that I thought was interesting was 58% of those parents said they feel safer when their kids share a room. Explain that to me, Governor. What, what, what mm. does that mean? I don't, Why did, would they feel safer? Did you share a room growing up? 
No, 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 no. Sorry. I know. Well, okay. I know. Yes. Okay. I, I know where you're going okay. with this. Did you share room growing up? I did. Okay. I did not. Oh, interesting. I always had, well, it was well, just you me had and my brother. brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we each had our own rooms. I always had my own room. And frankly, I was terrified of the dark. Really? And I still, I, I won't whisper. Sorry. I still am. Hmm. terrified of the dark. Yeah. So forget the parents feeling safer. I would have felt safer okay. if I had been sharing a room. Okay. I don't understand why the parents feel safer I because I don't, what do they think like the six-year-old yeah. is going to save the four-year-old? Maybe. I have no idea. I don't know. That is so interesting. I've been thinking about that statistic for days and I still can't pull it together. So anyways, if any of our listeners have some light to shed, please let know. us know. I am jealous though of all the kids who get to share rooms with their siblings because mm. anytime one of my kids says they're scared to go to sleep, I remind them that they have a brother or sister who's That's there right. to help keep them safe. Is it realistic? No. Yeah. But it always works for them. And yeah. I think it would have worked for me too as a kid. Yeah. Megan, I'm so sorry you didn't get to share a room as a kid. Now I think about that. That is such a... But you know what? We've shared a room at certain races. We'll just pretend that we're kids. And we know one time there was some real shenanigans. When my sister and I moved... When we moved into... My sister and I, like we were... I was about to say, when my sister and I moved into our new house, no. <laughs> when my parents moved into their, their last home that they built, yeah. my sister and I got to decorate our room. We chose Hawaiian-themed, of course. So we had these purple duvet covers with hibiscus flowers. And my mom had put um, raffia around the bottoms of our lamps. So it was oh, like fun. a hula skirt. Yeah. But I remember being up, you know, past our bedtime, the door was shut. And we found glow sticks and we snipped off the top of the glow sticks and we <gasps> sprayed it all around the room like this. And I remember we did it like a few times because when you turn on the lights, you can't even tell, right. right? But I will never forget the time we did it. And like a piece of like glow stick got into someone's eye and we were like, <laughs> oh, we're dead. <laughs> so there's just like a lot of shenanigans that happen yeah. when you share a room. But so I love that. It's fun. It's it was such fun. a neat memory that you and your sister yeah. have. Yeah, totally. Oh, well, I don't know if she has a memory. I mean, she she... Doesn't have the eye, but no, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. She totally has the eye. She doesn't have the memory she or the, the eye. Memory, but she lost the eye. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm joking. Everyone's fine, but I like sharing names. I think it's fun. Okay, yeah. next one. All right, the next listener says, I wonder how they deep clean their house with little kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, cleaning and organizing with kids. That was another very common question. It's yeah. on the brain. Yeah, that came through multiple times. This one was unique, though, because she said deep clean. Mm. Now, this is next level cleaning, okay? Presumably, this is not just a light scrub of the toilet, okay? Mm-hmm. I actually did this the other day, though. I, you know, was in my storage room putting some groceries away. And as I do, I went, oh, time to organize the storage room. So I pulled it all apart. You know, I had a quick hour. And I was like, I'll just blow it on the storage room. Yeah. Here's how I think you got to do it. I know you didn't ask, but here we go. <laughs> no, please tell us. I'm curious. Thank I you. asked. I know. You just got to be okay with your kids destroying other things or like, because I pulled everything out of the storage room. And in the meantime, my daughter, my toddler was just like going through boxes of shoes and was yep. like, she was kind of making her own little mess. Mm-hmm. But as I pulled it all back into the storage room, I organized it. So like, I think you just got to be okay with another mess happening somewhere else yeah. while you deep clean where you want to be. Yeah. Agreed. What do you think? Yes. I Well, that's kind of a wise parenting lesson in general, right? Oh, what do you mean? I wanted to make dinner tonight. Okay. And my toddler was just being a toddler. Uh-huh. Is she even uh-huh. a toddler anymore? If you're four years old, is that a toddler? <gasps> I don't know. My youngest, my youngest 
just was a bit needy. She had an ear infection this week. So oh, she's I didn't been, know that. I know. She's been a little needy. And I had an extra potato that I had peeled, but not needed for our dinner tonight. And she wanted that potato. She wanted it so bad. And I kept saying, no, 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 no. Finally, I said, fine. So I got out our little plastic yeah. kid's yeah. knife and the cutting board and the potato. And I gave it oh, to her up clever. at the bar. And I thought, oh, she's going to make such a mess. But you know what? I got to make dinner without her, fun. yeah, hanging at my legs. And did she make a mess with the potato? Yes. Yep. There were potato chunks everywhere, yep. but it's fine. So I think yeah, that's a, just a good overall parenting lesson, right? Yep. If you embrace that there might be a mess somewhere else, mm-hmm. you'll at least be getting some other things mm-hmm. done. You know, triage the situation maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Good job getting your storage room all cleaned out though. Well, you know, Megan, don't you just sometimes have a little panic attack like, oh, there's going to be an avalanche tomorrow and I'm not ready. My food storage is not ready. So that's literally what happened. I went down and I went, oh my gosh, Amanda. You only have one can of tuna down here. You got to step it up. So I hurried and organized all the storage room, made room for more stuff, went to Costco, had a little panic attack there, came because home. Because another avalanche was going to hit you. You never don't even know. live where an avalanche can hit you. Hey, hey now. <laughs> Could come off my neighbor's roof at any time. Yeah. Or my own, frankly. Mm. But anyways, I <laughs> got a few bags of cinnamon bears to tie us over. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Food oh, wait, storage oh. priorities. Mm. Okay, well, at least it's food we'll eat. All right, what's next? What do we got here? Well, hang on. A listener what? who actually maybe knows more than us. I don't know. Well, someone else commented. Uh, yes. And they chimed in on this. And they said, I always clean the house when my toddler is awake and have from the beginning. She loves helping and basically is now in charge of cleaning mirrors, dusting, and sometimes mopping. It's not perfect. And sometimes I'll touch things up. But she's involved. And I think that's the most important. That's a good idea too. I have nothing to add. Yeah. That was very well Give your kids a... That's what I should have done. Instead of giving my kid a potato, I should have given her a mop. Well, sometimes don't you just give your... Like today with a toddler, I gave her a wet washcloth and I just said... Wipe the counter, yeah. and she just sit on a chair, just like make wiping, which is fine. Yeah, it's just the, it's just something for them to do, and they feel yeah. important. Well, our four year old dusts, so we just give her the Swiffer dust thing, and uh, I don't know what she actually dusts, but she is, dusts. But that's fun for them, yeah. Right? Yeah. Give them a big feather duster and let them go. It's there so fun go. for them. Okay, all right. Along those same lines, another listener said. I wonder how they do chores. I don't want to pay for chores via allowance. What are folks' strategies? Mm, Very good question. Yes, Very good. And there were a lot of comments on this. But one listener commented, we do commission. So the kids don't get an allowance. They earn it based off of certain chores. Okay. Money, I'm guessing. Okay. Okay. So they have a limit. The kids have a limit on how many dollars they can earn each week, as well as a minimum on Saturdays. But they go on to say that there are basic chores that are simply required because it's part of working together as a team to take care of what we've been blessed with. If the fridge doesn't get polished, that's okay. It can last another week and they can choose not to earn a dollar for that. The trash and laundry has to be done regardless of their financial goals. Um, you know my feelings on kids and chores. Yes. Okay. I think the main idea with chores and work in general it's just that kids need to feel like they're contributing. Mm-hmm. I think that is the principle behind it. Why else? They don't do a good job. What else is the principle behind it? <laughs> it's just that they need to feel like they're contributing to the family, okay? Because there love is- that. Set, you set your expectations low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is science that says that people who feel like they are contributing um, <laughs> tend to contribute, tend yeah. to be more well-rounded. Willing participants. Thank you. Willing participants. So um, that's why we have my kids do chores on- 
Saturday. Mm-hmm. They do a few little things the rest of the week, but they do most of their chores on Saturday. And yeah. it's just like, you know, they'll they'll clean a bathroom and then vacuum their room. Like it's nothing that takes hours and hours, but it's right. just they're taking care of their little corner of the earth. Um, but they also help me daily. I think your kids do this too. Sometimes if they want to do, you know, a game after dinner, I'll say, okay, let's quick help me do some damage control. Let's go clean up the mud room and then let's clean up the library. And then we will sit down and play a game. When I turn it into like a family thing, like let's do this together really fast. Mm-hmm. They have no issues doing it. So we that's how we just get it done. It's, you know, I think it's a lot of this is about perspective. And presentation. How do you present the chores to them? Yeah, parenting gold right there. It's all about perspective Mm -hmm. and presentation. It can be so hard to kind of retrain our brains and put a positive spin on kids doing chores. Because it is a little bit like what you said. They're not going to do a great job. No. But to put that positive spin on the family contributions or chores, but when we strike the right chord with our kids, they do almost always buy in. Like, Promise family time tends to be a big motivator in our house right. too. That's huge. Right. Now, just just in the spirit of balance and open-mindedness, mm-hmm. we have another um, opinion that I think we should share because who knows if someone else is in the same boat, okay? Yeah. This listener wrote in in response to this, um, this is a very unpopular opinion, but we don't do chores. Or sorry, we oh no, she says we don't do chores. Oh, so like her kids don't do chores. They have their entire adult life to do chores, and one way or another, they'll pick them up. Hmm. So I thought that yeah. was just important to share because there probably is someone else in that boat. For sure. And um, if it works for them, it works for them. So there's there's both sides of every coin. Is that the <laughs> yeah? <laughs> that sounds like the right expression. Very yeah, good. No, I'm glad. It's always good to share. The different ways of parent. There is more than one right way to raise a kid. Thank you. There you go. I, I am trying to practice. You know, last week I talked about open mindedness, and then, uh-huh. you're doing and, great. And then this week, um, I I was reminded a few times that open mindedness can be hard to come by. I gave someone the book Coddling of the American Mind, which is one of my favorite books. Uh-huh. It's great. I read it all the time, and they actually gave it back to me <laughs> because because they. Um, she just said like, oh, I didn't think I, she's like, I understand. She, all she said was, I understand why you like this book. And she gave it back to me, not having read it all. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's a little bit ironic because it's about open-mindedness. Mm-hmm. And if you can't finish the book, that maybe shows that that's not one of your strong suits. Mm. So it reminded me that I need to do better at like listening to everyone all the way through mm-hmm. before before I make a judgment or don't even make a judgment. Just like listen and be like, okay, that's cool. So we feel good about chores. This person doesn't feel good about chores. And guess what? We love that. We love that for you. We love that for your family. I think you should do what works for you and your family. Amen. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Can you tell I'm trying to coach only, myself? Yeah, you only look coach sort myself. of pain saying that. That's great. I've just but never been great. given a book back. I was like, what in the heavens? <laughs> it's okay. That just means you get to gift it to another deserving person. Yeah recipient. Victim. Okay. That too. (laughs) Don't give it to me. I already own it. All right. Another listener says, I wonder how they get their kids to eat. Also, what do you feed them? That is loaded. Megan, this is a really, really, really hard one. Yeah. Yeah. This is not something that you or I struggle with, but I personally know lots of parents who are in this boat. 
it's actually a cruise ship. I know a ton of parents <laughs> in this cruise ship, okay? And my only suggestion is buy a six-space muffin tin and just fill it up with variety, a bunch of different things. Over time, exposure to different foods in different ways. Right. It'll pay off. They're just tiny little guys. If you really need to, I don't know, fat them up, give them some avocados. It's like I'm, I'm being Captain Obvious, but I just try to validate what you're doing because I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's it is hard. very hard. Even the the muffin tin idea, I like it as long as you put the muffin tin out for like a 30-minute time span and then take it away. Because if yeah. kids are just fed whatever they want constantly all day, then when it's dinner time and you want to sit down as a family, they're not hungry and they're not going to eat. So do the muffin tin idea. I've watched it in action. It's incredible. Yeah. But don't leave it out all day. Yeah. Like just put it out for 20 minutes when they're really hungry and then take it away. Well, it doesn't even have to be food that they like. Mm, you know, yeah, today yeah, we yeah. had that play date. That's I, I right. put a muffin tin and I had... Grapes and apples, which I knew would be a hit, mm-hmm. peas and green beans, and then turkey bacon and animal crackers. Like yeah. I knew they would like the animal crackers and the fruit, but I right. was I was unsure. Everything was gone. Yeah. So I think that like you can put in what you want, mm-hmm. but it just looks different. It's a different presentation. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, that's all I got for. Yeah, I don't have anything either. But we will send prayers because man, I know. that is hard. I've been with those people, and it's like, oh man. Another listener says, "I wonder how they handle video game time and limits." Yeah, I I do too. Frankly, <laughs> what's your rule? What do you do? Our our system is far from perfect. Okay, my kids earn their screen time. Okay. Did they practice piano? Okay. They make their beds, tidy their room, put away laundry, do all their homework and take care of school stuff, read for 20 minutes, I don't know, empty or load the dishwasher and take care of the chickens. Okay. If they do all those things, they've earned their time. We are constantly identifying ways to tweak it. And mm-hmm. I still personally think my kids and kids end up with way too much screen time. Okay. Even after doing all those things on a weekday. Okay. It still feels like they have too much. Well, like how much is like on a weekday, how much is too much before you're like, this is too much? How much? What is that? What is that? I don't know. Anything anything beyond 30 minutes feels like too much. Okay. But most of the time they earn their time. They're so highly motivated by it, right? So they're very good about getting all their things done. Mm -hmm. But we require them to, you know, they have to practice piano for a solid 30 minutes and then read for a solid 20 minutes. That's 50 minutes mm-hmm. that they've killed, but they still end up with all this time in yeah, the evening. I don't right. know. Where does the time come from? Well, and to your it just credit, feels like a lot. winter is harder. Yeah, Summer, that's true. That's I feel true. like I'm always just like, go in the backyard and they're yes. in the backyard. Winter, it's hard because yeah. I don't want to go in the backyard with them. So they don't want to go in the backyard. No, they don't want to go play. No. And especially lately when it's been so rainy yeah. and slushy. And it's I not mean, even avalanche danger is to too real. You just can't even send them out. I'm sorry Unbelievable. to interrupt you. Go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I think it's a work in progress for every family that you have to adjust and adapt as time goes on. And you just realize what works for you and what... Yeah. needs to what needs to change every family's different yeah it's true it's true what's what's your what are your rules what are your expectations well i mean this is what we do but i don't i mean like like you said i don't know if it's perfect we only play we only do screen time on the weekends i actually really love that well it start i mean today they played friday after school they yeah. when they get their stuff done they can play um and then the rest of the days they don't but 
our rule is there always have to be two players on the Nintendo. Mm. Can't just be one kid all by himself. There always need to be at least two. So today there were four boys playing Mario Brothers, and it was cute. Yeah. Um, but sometimes my son who wants to play can't find another player. In our, like of the kids, which is fine, because then usually me or my husband will get involved, mm. or we'll call a neighbor kid over. Which like it just is nice that it's, it feels kind of inclusive. Yeah, we want it to be a group activity. That's why we got the Nintendo, and yeah. it kind of has been that. And my kids are pretty chill about it. But yeah, we only do it on the weekends. And the only reason why was because when we first got it, we kind of had a loose rule. And I noticed that like toys in our home weren't getting played with. Like mm. the Lego box where my son used to park himself for hours a week wasn't touched. And like the marble track, like there's all these toys that used to get played with a lot and they weren't. So once we kind of put the screen time just on the weekend, mm-hmm. it did go back to the free play time, which I really liked. So yeah. that's what we do. But I don't know if it's perfect. I love that you keep it a group activity. That's such a good idea. None of my kids have a choice though, because when one device comes out in our house, Everyone crowns are out. Yeah. Like, everyone crowds are out. Yeah. I just love the sweet sounds of one sibling yelling at another. You killed me. <laughs> it's so good. That's <laughs> true love. Sweet, sweet sibling sounds. love. That's yep. true love. Okay. Very good. Another listener says, I wonder how they read a gazillion books while their toddler plays. So they mean like read, read, right? I assume so. Because listening to books while kids are around mm. is a way different thing from actually reading a book. Because I have not been able to read a book with a toddler. And you know, I'm the reader, you're the listener. And I don't read books right. with my toddler around. Um, I really only do it when all of my kids are in bed. But if I want to read with a kid around, sometimes I'll invite like my two older kids to get into bed with me and we all, we'll all read together for like 20 minutes. Aww. Just to have, it's like, you know, it's like a very tender moment. You know, I'm, I'm a super tender person. So I just really, any tender moment, Megan, I'm all about it. Give me those TMs. I just love those TMs. <laughs> but anyways, other than that, I don't read with kids around. No. It feels like a liability in my opinion. <laughs> what do you do? Do you do that? No. Well, in the summer, we do the mom store. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've talked about this before where we all sit down together and we read silently for an hour. Even the four-year-old participates. And it is glorious. Fun. I love it because even I participate. So during the school year, though, it's all audiobooks for yeah. me. When I'm making dinner, I'm either listening to an audiobook or 70s music. That's, love it. That's all I got. So no, I don't read. So even books. when you make dinner, you listen to an audio. Like, what is yeah. there? Aren't there kids around that are like talking to you? No, they're all crowded around, accusing each other of killing each other on oh. the switch at that point. No, by the time I make dinner, they're either watching a show so I can make dinner. They're, no, they're oh, out. they're out of your hair. Or tonight, huh. you know, my four year old was cutting a potato, and two of my other kids were just drawing at the bar in the kitchen, drawing, I don't know. Wait, I thought tonight, I I actually wondered, I thought tonight was family movie night for you guys. It was. Did you watch a movie? Half of a movie. We started watching Matilda on Netflix. Oh. Darling. Oh, is it? My daughter was asking earlier and I wasn't sure if it was good for the three-year-old. So I said, Mm. let's wait. I don't know. They might get bored. Okay. It's cute so far. Are you familiar? With, yeah. You, well, yes, of say, course. You're a big Roald Dahl fan. I love Roald Dahl. Yes. Yeah. Then the musical's really fun. Okay, cool. We'll yep. put that on. So far, list. so good. But we're only halfway through. But everything everything was late tonight. Dinner was oh, late tonight. Everything was late. So we only watched yeah. half of the movie. Got it. I promised them we'd watch the other half tomorrow. Got it. Got so it. I don't actually it. know how it ends. So I don't know. Maybe don't take my word for it that it's great. 
Okay. I don't know. Very That's good. The ending. Very good. Anyway, oh, one listener did reply to this question by saying, it's called ignoring children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I love ignoring children? Yes, I do. But do I love, you know, catching a glimpse of them? of them running around with the lighter in their hand. No, I don't. <laughs> it feels like too much of a liability to me, but I'm, I, I like that. I support you. I do too. Another listener um, who we can, who we want to mention by name, because she is as close to an expert on this topic as you can get, is Amy Smith from the Instagram account, Keep a Book Out. Her Instagram is packed with quality book recommendations for kids of all ages and stages. And I actually looked at her account today. That is true. Great recommendations on there. I've looked at her account multiple times for that. Well, it just like was the first thing on my feet, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I forgot. This is amazing." Yeah, she has had some great book recommendations. Mm, let's get especially her on for the here. older kids. Yeah, let's get her on here. That'd be so fun. Anyways, her advice was so good. She says, in regards to audiobooks, put your phone down, make it a priority. I always say, if you can do it while you scroll, you can do it while you read. So, if you're cooking dinner, don't scroll through Instagram while you cook dinner. Listen to an audiobook while you cook yeah. dinner. Standing there staring at your toddler right. playing, sitting on the couch or whatever. Stop scrolling. Listen to a book. Listen to a book. Yeah. That's how you get it done. So time and seasons, if it's too much right now, take a reading break. Such good advice. Okay. And the next listener says, I wonder how they make time for themselves without feeling guilty. Whew. Well... At this point in our podcast history, I think this is our 53rd episode, our listeners should know. Approximately. I don't know. I th They should know how we feel about alone time. I'm kind of protective of, about alone time. So, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, mm. but when you recharge yourself, dear parent, you are a better parent. That's the end of it for me. I'm not a working mom. I don't know how to... how. When you throw that into the mix, how it all plays out, I know there's a lot of people who fit into that. Why am I speaking so weird? I know that if you're a working mom, it's harder. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure how that plays out for working moms. Yeah. I can't speak to that, but I feel like nonetheless, you you're, you give your kids love. You need to give yourself love so yeah. that you can give them more love tomorrow. Well, and it's not just parents. It's humans in general, yes. right? You can love and care for other people way better yes. when you are you yourself are oh, taken care of. Very well said. Even when I was a teacher mm. and didn't have my own biological children, if I didn't take care of myself, get good sleep and just have, I don't yeah. know, all the things, all the, all the boxes checked, I was not the best teacher that I could be. What is it? The phrase, you can't pour from an empty cup. Oh, right? that's so wise. But it's so true. Yes. And also remembering that self-care looks different for everyone. Yes. Mm. That's what I, that's what I was thinking about when I was, when you read, when you said that was teachers. Mm. There's a lot of teachers out there who once they, you know, they take care of themselves, they'll be good teachers. I think so. Anyways. Okay. Now, Megan, here are some questions just from my own brain. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yep. Now... I wondered, how do people take big trips with their kids? Okay. Mm. For me, that the hang-up is the money and planning it all out. Okay? Okay. Now, when I posted this, someone commented with a really clever idea. She said, after just doing a one-on-one -on -one trip with my oldest for her seventh birthday, I think I'd rather do those until all my kids are older and will appreciate a big vacation like Hawaii or something where it takes money, time, and effort to get there. The one-on-one -on -one trip was so special and definitely the highlight of my year. 
We still do small trips that are closer to home, like road trips, so we still have family memories. What do you think of that? This idea overwhelms me. I'm with you. What? Okay, the question, I you posed your own question, and I tried to think of my own question. Yes, and please. the first question that came up to me was, or came into my mind was, how do they, other parents, have time to do so much one-on-one with their kids, especially in a family where they have four or more kids. We can barely manage this one kid in our own house, let alone a whole trip, you know, like yes. how, having one-on-one time in the house with one kid yes. is practically impossible. So then the idea of, well, we have four kids and if mm-hmm. we tried to do a one-on-one trip with mom and then what if we try to do it with, it just, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It starts to feel unmanageable. Like there's just, it's too much. How, how do they do that? How did they get away with a one-on-one yeah. trip with one kid? Do you know what I think it is? What? I think you and I overthink it. I mean that seriously. Because I, I have one it. friend who she's got seven kids yeah. and she's always doing one-on-one things with her kids. I had the same thought. How is she doing all this? And then I realized, I bet it turns out to like, like a Saturday pops up and she goes, I want to, I'm going to go to the museum. Come with me. And she just asks one kid, you come with me. I bet that if you and I were to go, oh, we have a weekend off. Oh, I'm going to take my oldest kid up to, I don't know, take him to Bear Lake for the weekend. I bet if we didn't overthink it and it was literally just like a 24-hour trip, mm-hmm. I bet it would feel less stressful because you're right. For some reason, me thinking about planning a one-on trip with all my kids, but wait, I've got two right now who I wouldn't even take. So that's two, but <laughs> it's like once a quarter. Yeah. That's not that often, but it's also often enough that it kind of deters you, right? Yeah. But what's more, what's more, you know, what's more nerve wracking, taking all four of your kids to like Paris for a week and a half. Or planning one-on-one small trips with all four of your kids. Well, small trips are definitely cheaper. I know. Uh, see, it's, that's I the, don't know. That's why this question's always on my mind. Yeah. How do they do it? You should ask that mom that you know with seven kids how they do it. Because I, will. I, I still don't know how we physically could do it. Uh-huh. With all the activities on Saturdays between four kids, mm-hmm. when would we even find that time away? I don't know. I don't know, Megan. I don't oh, know. Tell me. I wonder. I wonder. Eternal question, man. I have no idea. Oh. The other question I have, and this kind yeah. of piggybacks off it. I know I shouldn't wonder this, but I do. I always wonder just like, how do people afford that? Like, how mm. do they afford things? Yeah. Now, just to be clear, I'm aware that comparison is a thief of joy. Like, yes, I know that. I'm not comparing my life, but I just wonder like sometimes how do, were they able to buy like their brand new Toyota Sienna and a yacht and a helicopter all in the same week. Like, <laughs> how do they do that? What is, don't you wonder, like, what do they do for work? Like, I wondered that a lot in New York. Yeah. Because it's just, like, so obvious, mm-hmm. people's wealth. But I still wonder it because I think now it's also as obvious on social media. Sometimes you just get a glimpse into people's homes. Yeah. But I'm just nosy. I want to know, how do you afford that? Maybe they all have a side gig driving for Uber. Don't tease me. You know I want to be a professional driver so bad. You should start. I really should. That's how, that's how they do it. Except I told you know my my next job is um to mm. be an esthetician, and right, I told my right. husband my my hopes and dreams the other day, and he was like, "You should do that." And I said, "Oh, I'm gonna crush it when I do it." So, <laughs> <laughs> so in due time, in due time. But I always wonder that, Megan. That's how nosy I am. You don't. I don't you think don't it's think nosy. Like that? It's curious. I do with houses. 
I yeah. wish I wish that every single house, regardless of the size or where it is, apartments in the big cities, I want it listed on the address or somewhere near it, the occupations of the occupants yeah. in the house. Because yeah. I'm just curious, like, yeah. what do you do? I know. Make, I know. To, to have that. To have that. What do you do? I want to know. Well, okay. Here's, here's, what? <laughs> here's something a little, not gossipy, but kind of like, I don't know. When we lived in New York, I would often have friends who would talk about their spending habits. Mm. And our husbands had the same job. And I remember thinking like, we can't afford that. And like, if our husbands have the same paycheck and they're spending differently, I always remember going, where, so either you're a trust fund baby, lucky you, right? or you're spending outside your means. But I mean, I want you to be wrong, right? To give I do people too. the benefit of the doubt that they're being much wiser with their finances. I yeah. remember when we lived in Boston, it was a lot of uh, pre-professionals, a lot of people going mm. through medical residency. Yes. So, you know, you're living in this crazy expensive city and making not even near enough money to support right. a family with, you know lots of right. kids, which is what most people had in our circles. Yeah. And seeing how other families would do things or where they would go or how they would be vacation and also mm -hmm. thinking, wait a minute, how yeah. do you do that? But there were some of them who had some very clever ways of like earning rewards points yes. or you buy this car or you not buy, but you get right. this card and buy something this way, then you get so much money back. A lot of people were very clever. Right. And so I do think there's probably an element of that, right? People yep. who've been clever and smart. I just want to give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not, yeah. not you know digging themselves into a hole. What do you want? One day I want you to to stoop down to my level and be like, you're right. They overspend. <laughs> <laughs> You're always so chill. You're always so, you're always so level headed that like one day I want to enrage you and be like, "You're right, Amanda." No, see, you're right. You can rein it in when you need to. I'm afraid no. that it would be a slippery slope for me. The minute I give into that rage, it would never. I can. You never, are hilarious. Never rein it in. You rein it in far more than I do. You are so much. But anyways, I just always think it's so funny. You're so funny. Well, well okay. We should clarify the point of this episode was not for comparison's sake, but to facilitate Amanda's beloved circle of wagons. <laughs> you know, for some reason, Megan, this week, this month, I've just been on this like circling your wagons thing. I don't know. If I <laughs> yeah, if you listened to our live last week, I think you mentioned it multiple times. <laughs> circling the wagons. Like, I swear, my brain, man. I just don't know why, but I just feel like we're circling the wagons. <laughs> And there you go. That's what we did tonight. Sharing what's worked, what hasn't, and what continues to be a work in progress. Yes. I will continue to work on getting enraged about things. Yeah. I mean, it's, Megan, do time. It's time It's time you have a little a little mental meltdown on the episode. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> no, we should tell people that uh, you and I are very good friends. Yeah. But what's the one thing we've never seen each other do? Cry. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. We did we did break a barrier today, but I accidentally toot it. <laughs> it was just tiny. You not edit that out. <laughs> Megan, we're real. We're real people, okay? In case anyone, it was my one and only wondered. in my entire life. It was very uncomfortable. I didn't like it. <laughs> it's fine. I'm a human, okay? <laughs> I didn't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. True friends. Oh, brother. True well, Now friends. all of our listeners, guys, this is a tight circle of wagons. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh man! All right, oh, look, I'm crying. I know we gotta let him go. Oh, we finally have reached that barrier. Tears of tears of joy. Okay, okay, all, all right. right. So Time to solidarity. Yep. yep. Here we go. Time to put those babies to bed. Please take a minute to rate, review, comment, leave us some feedback or love. We'll take whatever you have for us because we love you and appreciate you. Be a friend to everyone. Bye. Bye.